The Morning After podcast brought to you by Idaho Advocates. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Make sure you hit them up on their website, IdahoAdvocates.com. Well, all right, everybody, and welcome to The Morning After with Nick and Big J on this Thursday. A strange leap day, as it were. 29th day of February, 2024. My name is Nick, flying solo today. Big J still in Las Vegas, having the time of his life I can only anticipate. But thanks for joining us on a day that only happens once every four years. We're leaping around. Normally, this time doesn't exist. I don't know if it's a weird kind of quantum realm kind of a thing, a la Ant-Man. I haven't seen any green screen aliens uh, that look like they were rushed in any way, shape, or form on my way into work this morning. So I believe that we are safe. And I will update you if that has changed in any way. I don't know if it's one of those deals where it should feel weird, but it doesn't, right? It just feels like another normal day. Just an extra day in the year. The question becomes, what will you do with it? You turn this into a weird life lesson. What are you going to do with an extra day in a year? And because it falls on a Thursday, the answer most likely is go to work, come home, go to bed. But hopefully whatever it is you're doing on your leave day, it's a good one. Let me tell you how our leave day is scheduled around here going to hit you with a nerd alert over the course of the program today got some stories about the world of technology and video gaming that we're going to make sure you're up to date on we also have an opportunity for you to play a round of x listener versus x listener for pop culture smackdown uh that's uh, taking on even more stakes this time around because we're gonna let you pick your prize we got two very huge prizes that we're gonna give away over the course of the show today and you will choose, if you win Pop Culture Smackdown this morning, which one you get. Do you want the Jelly Roll tickets before you can buy them for the August 28th show at the Ford Idaho Center Arena? Or do you want tickets to tomorrow night's sold-out Beartooth show? And we'll get you into the X session tomorrow at noon so you can hang out and actually meet the band and be here for an acoustic intimate uh, performance, courtesy of Coors Light and, of course, the X. So there will be some decisions that need to be made over the course of the program today. Plus headlines, and of course, we're going to hell. All the usual coolness on a Thursday morning coming your way. So that's what I have planned. And we hope to have a little fun along the way. And avoid those quantum realm aliens. Nobody wants them here. We play music as well. Let's get started with some lit. Kicking things off. It's my own worst enemy here on the X-Rocks. Stop. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. You may have noticed over the last couple of days, maybe even the last couple of weeks here in your little neighborhood groups or your next door app or uh, maybe even in the hallways at work, people discussing the pros and cons, their personal feelings about the death penalty because uh, the state of Idaho had scheduled an execution for yesterday. It's the first one that we've tried to do in 12 years. Uh, involving 73-year-old Thomas Creech. Uh, He has been serving time in prison for 50 years. He was convicted of murdering five people. Uh, And I say tried because, uh, let's say the the execution attempts uh, uh, did not go well. Uh, Yeah, it it didn't work. Uh, They tried over 10 times to find a vein on multiple parts of the inmate's body, but they, they were not successful. Apparently, uh, Mr. Cheech has, uh, or Creech has, uh, vein quality issues. Now, here's the problem. Uh, among other things, where whether or not you believe in the death penalty or not, there is a whole cruel and unusual thing. And then it's like, how many times can you try to kill somebody and fail before that becomes cruel and unusual? Uh, I don't know the answer to that question. Uh, that is for people that want to debate that kind of stuff. But, The way death uh, sentences work is somebody, the governor usually, signs a death warrant that is good for 24 hours, meaning uh, the death warrant expired last night. So he had to be taken back to his cell. And it's like, now what? Do we try to kill the guy for an 11th time? uh... And so the lawyer released a statement saying, we are angered but definitely not surprised that the state of Idaho botched the execution of Thomas Creech today. Now, there hasn't been any confirmation as to whether or not there will be discussion soon about attaining another death warrant to attempt another execution, but it's just, it's not a good look, I'll put it that way. Uh, Not the first time, of course, an execution has been botched. Last time uh, it happened was just a month ago 
when Alabama uh, had to mess around with some nitrogen gas trying to execute a prisoner of their own. So we'll see. Uh, good news, everybody. They have said that if things still are working with his veins, uh, Idaho may bring back the firing squad. Isn't that nice, guys? I know it feels like that's something that we would talk about in like the year uh, 1822. But uh, here we are in 2024 talking about that uh, because, uh, of course, we haven't changed the state laws in Idaho in that long. That firing squads still apparently are an option when it comes to corporate punishment. So we will see how it all comes together. But unfortunately, it was supposed to be the end of the story yesterday ended up just being the beginning because just couldn't couldn't quite get the job done. And that had to be awkward. Athletes coming out of retirement, nothing new, but how often does somebody do it when they've been away from their sport for 12 years? Uh, That's what's happening with golfer Anthony Kim. He is aiming to play at this weekend's Live Golf Tournament in Saudi Arabia. Kim was one of golf's biggest stars in his early 20s. He won a couple of events. He was named to the Ryder Cup team, but injuries led him to retire at the age of 26. But now he's sitting at 38. And what he's been doing is fairly mysterious. Uh, There are like reports of him living off of insurance policies were somewhere between 10 and 20 million. But now he wants to come back and be a part of the golf tour again and may actually get it done. So we will see. It'll be they're, they're researching, but they think it might be a record of somebody coming out of retirement after so many years and playing. You know, there was that thing where Bobby Hull uh, for a long time ended up like having to be like the only person to score a goal in like six different decades or something like that in professional sports. He would like come out of retirement for like one game and play like an AHL game and then score a goal. And it was all pomp and circumstance, but this is actually, you know, without any of the brouhaha, but it's been a long time. And listen, 12 years is a long time. And I don't know how many people remember Anthony Kim's name. Sad news out of the world of comedy yesterday, uh, stand-up comic. And maybe, you know, him most uh, recently for, for, for curb your enthusiasm. Richard Lewis uh, passed away courtesy of a heart attack on Tuesday night at his home in Los Angeles. He was 76 years old. The comedy legend retired from stand-up last year after being diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. He was just on the latest episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm on HBO and, of course, has been a part of that show for a very, very long time as one of you know Larry David's close personal friends, both in real life and on the screen. And he was hosting a podcast recently uh, as he was kind of stuck being home and didn't want to tour anymore. Uh, But of course, uh, he you can tell the impact that Richard Lewis had on probably whoever your favorite comedian is right now. I guarantee you they were a fan of Richard Lewis, who was really big in the 80s. One of the first kind of like specialized and self-deprecating kind of uh, narcotic stand up comedy where, you know, he he was the first to really go on stage and talk about, uh, you know, how he was his mental health and how he's working on it in therapy and some jokes surrounding that. And that broke down some barriers because a lot of people, specifically men, weren't comfortable talking about the fact that they were seeking help for whatever problems were going on inside their brain. So, of course, he also had a I remember the show Anything But Love with Jamie Lee Curtis, the 90s sitcom that he was on. Uh, I remember him in uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights. He was also in the movie uh, Leaving Las Vegas as well. So he had a really long and storied career. Uh, certainly influenced a ton of people, a generation of stand-up comics without a doubt. And so... He certainly will be missed. Rest in peace to Richard Lewis passing away at 76 years old. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There is your important stuff. Not only do we have a nerd alert coming up, but I will let you know about what's going on in the world of snacks. Important news next on the X-Rocks. That's Papa Roach. Leave a light on here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. And if you are up to date on your snack foods, then maybe this isn't exactly news to you. I had not heard about apparently the online leak that there was supposed to be a collaboration between Lay's Potato Chips and the international house of pancakes apparently like i know that lays kind of has this like yearly contest so they're like hey come up with a weird flavor of our potato chips and they have a bunch of different flavors of potato chips some of them are available for a limited time but this kind of stuff i guess it doesn't matter what kind of product it is there will forever be people that like make this their life and chase it down and try to collect them all like they're pokemon they, they like to know what the new flavors of potato chips are going to be so that they can try them and then rank them and then buy a bag and add it to their collection. Uh, so it's like it's like a sneakerhead, but for potato chips, if that makes sense. And apparently yesterday they confirmed 
that the collaboration is going to happen. A couple of weeks ago, the Lay's Instagram page kind of teased the fact that they might be working with IHOP on a particular flavor, and then followers apparently got really, really excited, but uh, kind of assumed it was a joke because they're like, what? Pancakes and potato chips? That doesn't make any sense. But the post included a photo of a bag of Lay's with a caption that read, two icons, Lay's and IHOP's, and now it's official. They're going to do a Rudy Tootie Fresh and Fruity combo potato chip, uh, which is interesting. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll let that be a descriptor for it. But Lay's confirmed this week that that flavor is in fact happening. The flavor is described as having a hint of strawberry and maple syrup sweetness combined with savory bacon all on a potato chip. The new flavor will exclusively be available in Walmart stores and they'll be released soon. But it does seem, I don't know, man, like uh, you have to like your sweet and savory, I suppose, to make that happen. And I, I think when it comes to like snack foods, sweet and savory can be real hit and miss. Like sometimes uh, things don't make sense. Other times they do. Like, I don't know if you guys are familiar, but the dots kind of pretzel sticks, they have like the sugar and cinnamon flavor. That's actually really good. I wasn't sure if I was going to like it, but I do. But I also can't eat a ton of them. Like I'll have like five and I'm like, I'm good. I'm good for now. It's too much. But I don't know what strawberry maple syrup and bake. I mean, I know what it tastes like on a pancake. It's all right. I get that. But I guess it's maybe like they're thinking like hash browns as a side. So potatoes can go with that kind of stuff, I suppose. But does it capture the flavor? I don't know. I don't think I'm going to pick up a bag. I leave that up to you. Just know that if you're a bag completist of Lay's potato chips, you've got another one coming your way very, very soon. See? Keeping you up to date in the world of snacks. Now, I've got to do that in the world of technology and gaming. We got a nerd alert that's happening next on the X Rocks. Nerd alert on 100.3, the X Rocks. No big J today, but the nerd alert carries on. And I figured why not kind of focus in a little bit on gadgetry over the course of the nerd alert today. So got a couple of stories about that. The first one uh, revolving around Apple. Earlier this year, that company introduced their groundbreaking Vision Pro goggles. And now Samsung is introducing something new with a smaller gadget, a smart ring with health tracking features. The Galaxy Ring is going to be tracking your heart rate and monitors your sleep. It gives you a score of what your readiness is for the day. Engineers of the company are working on a feature that would allow the Galaxy Ring to do contactless payments as well. God forbid you don't have something that will actually pay a bill for you on your person at all times. But uh, this is kind of like uh, what they are kind of saying like is a, uh, a less invasive version of of maybe like a Fitbit or something like that. It's really more, again, about like the health side of things and monitoring your sleep and all that kind of stuff. So if that's important to you, the uh, the Galaxy Ring is supposed to be coming soon to a technological store near you that you can check out and add to your uh, gadget collection that you use every once in a while, but not as often as you probably should considering how much you paid for it. More Apple news. Uh, while they are enjoying some decent success with those goggles that we talked about, the company has pulled the plug on their electric car project. Uh, they have been working on their version of an electric car called Project Titan for the last 10 years. They have sunk billions and billions of dollars into it. And as the years rolled on and the money has been invested, Apple executives were concerned about profit margins. So instead of continuing to march forward with its development, they just went ahead and walked away. Uh, when they started developing the car about 10 years ago, uh, they felt like they could get kind of like a jump start on the electronic car market. And they were very excited for that. But if you've watched any of the two last Super Bowls, you know that pretty much everybody, every car manufacturer at this point has an electric car option. And Apple no longer the disruptor nor the market leader in that particular side of things uh, decided to pull the plug. Of course, it's tough when you're a, you know, a phone company or a you know computer company you're like let's get into automotive technology and see if we can make it happen so i think the ideas were there they just weren't able to pull off the actual car function of things and so there will be no apple electric car added to the electric car world anytime soon and uh, last but not least in the world of gaming a quick happy anniversary slash birthday to the classic video game Tetris. It officially turned 40 years old last week. The iconic game still, 40 years later, has some pretty rabid fans. Uh, as a matter of fact, if you remember, we told you in January 
that a teenager had crashed the game finally on level 157. Nobody had ever gone that far in the game before, so it took people 40 years to get to the actual end game of Tetris. And since Alexei Patnikov invented the game back in 1984, it's been used to improve players' uh, spatial reasoning skills. And this is the ability to visualize figures and how they move in space. Tetris requires players to do this pretty quickly. And the game speeds up as you go along. Games like Tetris can develop skills used by architects, engineers, and others. Uh, it's also got a movie about the origin, not just of the video game, but also like how a video game from, you know, just the absolute middle of the Cold War communist Russia made its way over into the United States. Spoiler, uh, mostly illegally. And so uh, it's called Tetris. You can watch it on Apple Plus if you are a subscriber. Uh, it's actually a pretty interesting story about what was used in order to get this game to be not only a part of American culture, but a large part of American culture and a big, huge part of that. If you ever had a Game Boy in the 80s, then that that's probably your, been your introduction to Tetris. It, like, If I remember right, it came with the game. You bought a Game Boy and it came with like a Mario game and Tetris. And that's how I became uh, at least aware of Tetris's existence. And it was a huge thing for that video game. And it still lives on 40 years later, as does Mario, as a matter of fact. So uh, it almost pays. It didn't work out for you, too, when they automatically came for uh, with uh, a piece of equipment that you bought. But it works for video games for some reason. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There is your official nerd alert. You know everything you need to know about technology and gaming, at least for today. On the way, some important stuff. And we're going to hell Headed to India for today's story. It's all coming up on the X Rocks. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. What if I told you that convenience was killing you? Is that, a, is that a, an intention grabbing statement? Would you like to know more? Thank you. A Tulane University study analyzed a bunch of health information of about half a million Americans. And they found out that if you live, like, super close to a fast food restaurant, um, it's way more likely you're going to have a heart disease and a heart attack than those who do not. Uh, pubs and bars were also associated with higher risks of things like heart failure. Previous research also has linked proximity to fast food to type 2 diabetes and obesity as well. So basically, if you have, like, a bunch of fast food places around you, you're more likely to be on the heavier side and therefore kind of clogging up your innards with God knows what than somebody that maybe is in a little bit more of a rural area or doesn't have as much of that stuff around them as some other people. Uh, so what it basically does is they're trying to, to raise and highlight the importance of fighting heart disease at the community level because all of us, I think, you know, we know that stopping in for that fast food burger is not the healthiest choice we can make. I believe that from our from our heart of hearts. But sometimes, like, it's a convenience thing. It really, really is. And take if you live in the Treasure Valley on your way home, you're going to pass about 40 to 50. And when you're trying to eat healthy, sometimes it's hard. It is hard for timing, for convenience sake, for whatever uh, expense. Sometimes it's just hard. And so historically, it's one of those things that you probably need to pay attention to. Now, the one thing that is not described in the article is how close does a fast food place have to be for it to be considered to be close to you? Does that make sense? Like it's not there's not a lot of people living next door to one. Uh, but there's possibilities of you being really, really close to one. Like in my particular case, I, I live in kind of like what is still a little bit of a quiet section of Meridian. But like if I drive five to 10 minutes, I'm right smack dab in the middle of everything. So is that close? Probably, I would say. But I can assure you when it comes to health studies and looking into people's health, uh, I am bringing down the study. So it doesn't matter what they're looking at. So there's that to consider as well. So just something to keep an eye out for or keep in mind if you're trying to eat healthy. Sometimes it's it's easy, but man, it's uh, it's doing some damage. LeBron James didn't get to be the NBA's all-time leading scorer at a 20-time All-Star just on talent. He apparently uh, is a big believer in superstitions, and he has a weird one, according to one of his former teammates, Mario Chalmers. He says that LeBron lays out his game day jersey and shorts in the middle of the locker room and it will not allow anyone to walk over it or near it. 
And beware to anybody who happens to accidentally set foot over it. According to Mario, he says one time the media walked over the jersey and he flipped out. He made equipment man get him a whole new jersey, shorts, tights, headband, armband, socks, and laid right back out on his superstition. Like, you better walk all the way around it like if it were a chalk outline. And that's that's weird. Like, I know that when you're the best player on your team or maybe even the best player uh, in the NBA at a particular season, you maybe get a little bit more freedom than most. But, like, when you inconvenience others because of your superstitions, I feel like that's kind of jerky. And a weird thing, like, I don't know what that was. He, like, making, like, a sacrifice or something? Like, he's laying it out in the middle of the room, hoping that the spirits of basketball find their way into the jersey. And then that being said, about all the smack I'm talking about a superstition, guess what? Maybe it works. I mean, look at how long he's been in the NBA. Look at how many points he scored. So maybe I'm the idiot. Also not the first time that's been said. Hey, uh, I don't know about this. I, I have enjoyed Liam Neeson's kind of latter part of his career because not only are, while there's some ones that are middling and not very good, they, he's made a lot of really good kind of like action or thriller movies over the last two decades. But what I've really enjoyed is watching Liam Neeson kind of pop up unexpectedly in comedies and be really, really funny. Now, he has to be like completely deadpan and not knowing he's funny. But like his work in uh, stuff like extras and his work in even Once Upon a Time in the West is really, really funny because you don't expect it out of him. But now they've got him attached to this Naked Gun reboot. And I'm really like, I mean, I love Naked Gun. I think it's fantastic, uh, but that to me is Leslie Nielsen. Do you know what I mean? Like, I know Liam Neeson's name is really close to Leslie Nielsen. I get that. It's almost the same name. They're both really tall and skinny, and they both have paid cops before. I understand, but there's something like sacred about that to me. And while I think Liam Neeson would do a really good job as the deadpan kind of like snarky police officer that doesn't know what he's doing and all the jokes that he's cracking, it's like... You could probably follow that formula and not have to call it the naked gun and make it a Lieutenant Frank Drebin movie, right? But also, like, are you bringing back Reggie Jackson? Are you? Are you bringing back OJ Simpson? Both are available. How far are we going with this reboot? I'm guessing not that far. But it will be directed and executive produced by the team behind Chippendale's Rescue Rangers, the Disney Plus movie, which, by the way, I thought was fantastic. Uh, it's very meta. It's very funny. It's played as a comedy in kind of like a Roger rabbit kind of way. And I really, really enjoyed it. And if you missed it because it came out during the pandemic, it's on Disney+. And so I believe that's in good hands. That's also the guys, um, why can't I think of it? Andy Samberg, uh, the Saturday Night Live videos that did all the rap stuff. Lonely Island. It's those guys. So it's in good hands. I, I believe that. But uh, I just worry about them taking sacred things and then doing what they want with it. But it's coming whether I like it or not. Also not the first time I said that. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. We are going to go to hell. That's happening next on the X Rocks. Okay, on 100.3, the X Rocks. To India we go for today's We're Going to Hell story. And sometimes, no matter who you are or where you are, you get all sorts of caught up and how sexy you want to look, right? And uh, a tale as old as time. Uh, you stay up late enough, you'll see every infomercial that promises you uh, magic ways in which you can make your body finally be the way that you want to look. Be it with supplements or with pills or with the brand new workout machine or whatever. So everywhere you turn, every internet search, every influencer has a video how you can make your body look a little bit better. And sometimes... That bleep gets into your head, man. You want to have that perfect body. Radiohead even said it in Creep. Want a perfect soul sometimes, too. Ain't no infomercials about that, though. But when you go in, you start to look for things that can make you, I don't know, a little bit better looking, a little bit more sculpted, give you that body, that, that ripped look instead, of look, instead of looking like you're carrying around a basketball underneath your shirt all the time. And so you start thinking maybe that there is some truth in some of these particular things. Or sometimes you come up with your own plan to give you an idea how to give yourself a perfect body. Uh, problem is, uh, much like the infomercials on TV and the latest and greatest in technology, uh, it may not work for everybody. Specifically, if you come up with your own plan. And today's We're Going to Hell story revolves around a 26-year-old man 
from New Delhi, India that uh, did exactly that, and it didn't work out. Uh, it starts where he walks into the hospital, and he is complaining of some wicked stomach pain. Oh, my God, my tummy. Dios mio. And so then uh, they inf- then he informed the people at the emergency room that I, I the feeling, uh, the reason why I think my stomach is hurting is like... I swallowed about 37 magnets and like 39 coins because I kind of thought the magnets, if they were in my stomach, would kind of give my stomach a little bit more defined look, especially if I like loaded it up with coins that were sticking to the magnets. And I wanted to give myself this really kind of sculpted, almost six pack look. And I figured I could move them around from under my skin once I figured out where the magnets were. Uh, But bad news, Doc, it didn't work and I'm sick as a dog. And so because... His thinking was the the zinc and the coins would leak into his body and help him with some supplements. And then, yeah, he could move around the, the magnet to give his stomach a little bit more definition. And the coins would stack up on it. And they'd be like, damn, dude, look at those, mu- those muscles. They're like bulging out of his stomach. Does that look like George Washington? I don't know what the coins look like in India. And so uh, he, he ended up swallowing the magnets and then the coins so that they would stay inside of his gut. Uh, and he hoped his body would absorb the ink and then sl- zinc, and then slowly but surely the coins would fade away. Uh, not, not how that works. So the doctors then had to go in and perform surgery to remove every single piece of metal that the man's had, which, by the way, all were stuck in his intestines. Not a great place for that stuff to be. He then had to spend a week in the hospital to recover. Uh, the good news is he's been sent home, and he is said to be in good condition. So here's hoping he doesn't swallow any more magnets or coins. But no matter what you may think, that is not the shortcut to a ripped six-pack. It's a shortcut to the ER and expensive surgery and probably a painful one. Like, I'm guessing they probably have to take apart your intestines and then put them back together, which I don't think I would recommend. But uh, it didn't work from the word go. It was just a bad... And one would think you would know. Like, let's say that's your plan. Do you swallow all 39 magnets right away? Or do you try with like one or two and then see how it goes? Because one would think that you would stop, let's say, even halfway through that, when you're like, man, I'm not getting the results I want. Not that your your mind shouldn't go, I need more magnets and more coins. That's the only reason why this can't be working. I just need more. It should be, maybe it's a bad idea to swallow coins and magnets to begin with. And uh, this was a bad idea, F-minded. But alas, his brain did not go there, and so to the hospital he went. Thank goodness the doctors were able to help him out. But that is not a get-ripped-quick scheme that I would suggest. Nor would he, I don't think. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. It is the X Rocks. That is Pop Evil. That is Footsteps here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Just Nick for the rest of this week. Big J is out enjoying some Vegas action. Uh, But today, of course, is Leap Day. We opened up the show talking about how it's a day that doesn't exist in a bunch of the other uh, years. And so it's very interesting to me to see how this is all coming together. It's one of those days that are out there and you're like, well, hmm, should we treat it any differently? And I guess some people are saying hard yes. Because there is a movement called Cheat Leap. And uh, if you are in a committed relationship, uh, I, I maybe, maybe this isn't the best news for you. Because, you know, while most of us are going to treat Leap Day like it's just another day of the week, others like to think that it's kind of like a good day to take like a leap of faith. You know, it's Leap Day. Maybe try something new and just kind of go for it. And uh, apparently that has led to the online movement for February 29th to be the perfect day to apparently cheat on your spouse. It's called Cheat Leap. And I, I, I don't like it. The idea was recently suggested in a forum on uh, essentially an Ashley Madison type website. So uh, take it what for what you will. I mean, that website is built for cheating. So I get the feeling that any day is cheat day if you are on Ashley Madison or IllicitEncounters.com or whatever the other websites out there that facilitate you cheating on your significant other i don't think they need an excuse if you're on that website i guess is my point but there's tons of people on this post that are all on board this idea 
Uh, they're, they're under the logic that since it's a leap year, you know, you can do a bunch of stuff that you wouldn't normally do. And this is a day that doesn't exist anyway. So maybe it's kind of like something that, that you can get out of your system. And then it, it's like this day never existed. So you're doing some mental gymnastics to try to get around the awful thing that you're doing to that person in your life. But hey, uh, I'm guessing you had to do some mental gymnastics to already get to where you are in that particular situation. But uh, basically, they have decided that cheating on leap day in a leap year doesn't count. Uh, and that sounds to me like a very convenient excuse. Uh, doesn't make it accurate in any way, shape or form. I mean, we're all living on the same timeline. This day does exist. The actions that you take on this day will forever be attached to you, whether you like it or not. But some people are using this day as an excuse to do some nefarious things. And I don't know if it's a good idea. But hey, listen, again, sometimes all you need is an excuse. And if you want to use a day that only happens once every four years as your excuse, then you were probably going to do it anyway. And you didn't take much push uh, or nudging in order to make this decision on your own. But be war head on the swivel, people in a relationship. Watch out. Today could be the day. Definitely going to be the day. If you notice, there's some bookmarks to AshleyMadison.com or EllicitEncounters.com on your website. And you went, hmm, weird. Anyway, uh, just keep an eye out. You have been warned. Morning after with Nick and Big J. We are going to use this leap day to give away some pretty cool prizes. Pop Culture Smackdown is on the way. Some important stuff around the corner as well on the X. The Morning After with Nick and Big J. There is an old saying that goes, it takes a village to raise a child, and it turns out that's probably true. They did a survey of a bunch of different parents of kids of multiple ages, usually uh, ranging from just being born to 10 years old, and the average respondents say they rely on about six people to help support their child's growth. For 46% of parents, the child's grandparents are involved. Extended family like aunts, uncles, cousins also help contribute to a child's development. Only 8% of parents would say the neighbors are in their village, if you will. The survey also found that the average parent worries about child care about six days a month and that 32% are worried about the quality of care their kid receives. And if you're a working parent, that number almost doubles because you're away from your kid more than you probably want to be, but have to be in some cases. And so that is a true cause for concern. Uh, teachers are also lumped into uh, this particular study about, you know, people that they rely on to help the development of their children. Probably more important than outside of the parents, anybody else, because they're the person that they spend the most time with on a fairly regular basis. So if you are lucky enough to have people around you to help you with your children and raise them into wonderful men, women, whatever, it's awesome. And congratulations. And hopefully you thank them properly because it's not an easy job. You know that. Or if you're part of somebody's village that helps raise a child, that's pretty cool as well. Teamwork makes the dream work, but nobody, it's very difficult to do it on your own. We'll put it that way. The results of the second annual NFL report card are out. That is the survey that ranks teams based on the results of players' kind of feelings, and they've been released. It seems that players in the Miami Dolphins and Minnesota Vikings are the happiest with the way that their teams treat them. The food is good, the facilities are good, the coaches are good. Not surprisingly, the Washington Commanders dead last on that list. Now, this is the second year in a row that's the case, and really probably for years before this results were made public, uh, the team has had a reputation for being a bit of a mess, both on the field and off the field. The organization has got some serious work to do to make sure this thing gets turned around. But surprisingly... The Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs ranked 31st. That's second to last. Now, the players absolutely love their coach, Andy Reid. He ranked number one in the survey of the players saying this guy is amazing to work with. But they uh, they report a lack of willingness in the team's facilities to invest in them. And uh, the food is one of the worst. And they don't like the training staff either. Chiefs players also pointed out that they had stools instead of actual chairs in their locker room. And the organization doesn't follow through on their promise to renovate it during the offseason. So it's always the same crappy locker room. So they're not exactly happy with the building of the facilities. Now, Arrowhead Stadium has been around for a long time. That's probably part of the problem. Uh, they don't know if they're going to build a new one or maybe they're just going to renovate what's going on there. But they like the fee. Uh, obviously, the on the field results are pretty good. And working with Andy Reid is good, but they cannot stand the actual facilities themselves. But each team has 
has uh, highs and lows, so you can look through the study and check it out to see where your team ranks, if you're interested. Rebecca Ferguson is an incredibly talented actress, and she uh, is doing some of the press for Dune 2, which is, of course, coming out in theaters. And she was talking about some issues she had on set with an unnamed A-lister. Uh, she said, quote, I did a film with an absolute idiot of a co-star. Doesn't matter who it is. Uh, he, she said, she, I'm going to try not to give this away, but I remember there was a moment and this human being was being so insecure and angry because this person couldn't get the scenes out. And I think I was so vulnerable and uncomfortable that I got screamed at by this guy because this person was number one on the call sheet. There was no safety net. So nobody on the set had her back when this dude was treating her like crap and screaming at her on set. So she finally had to scream back. And finally, she got some results. That was like the first time she said she remembers like standing up for herself in what would be a toxic workplace because Hollywood can be that from time to time. And she just decided, you know what? I'm in this movie, too. I'm in this scene, too. I'm not going to take it. So that's pretty awesome. And now everybody wants to know who it is. There are some guesses. Uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson went right to Twitter because they worked together on some movie. I don't even remember which one it was. But, oh, Hercules, that's what it was. And Dwayne Johnson said, hey, it wasn't me, it wasn't me. And uh, so he wanted to make sure that was the case. But the internet seems to have narrowed it down to two people. Either it's Michael Fassbender who was in The Snowman with her. Now, we've had Michael Fassbender on this very show before, and he couldn't be any more kind, but that doesn't mean he, he's not an a-hole. We only get to know the guy in 10 minutes kind of segments. But uh, I don't think it's him. Everybody seems to think it really is Hugh Grant who they worked together before, and Hugh Grant has a real reputation of being a jerk. And so this wouldn't surprise anybody if it was Hugh Grant. But the internet definitely wants names, and then they want blood, and in that order. So we will see if it ever truly and honestly comes out. But I don't know if it ever will. We'll probably just have to figure out by guessing on our own. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff, your pop culture smackdown. It's next on the X-Rocks. Culture Smackdown. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. All right, kids. It is time for Pop Culture Smackdown. Our phone number is 208-287-1003. Much like yesterday, I need two contestants on the phone to battle it out over a series of popular culture questions. And uh, much like yesterday, the winner of the battle today will be able to pick the prize. You have two options to choose from. Either you can go check out uh, our friend Jelly Roll at the Ford Idaho Center Arena on August 28th before you can even buy them. Tickets are on sale to the general public until tomorrow at 10 a.m. But we got your hookup before you can purchase tickets or you can grab tickets to the sold-out Beartooth show tomorrow night at the Knitting Factory. Uh, get in with a friend and I will invite you to our Coors Light X session tomorrow at noon. Porta Subs is bringing by some food. It's going to be great. Uh, Beartooth is going to pop out some acoustic jams. We're going to do an interview. You get to meet the band, take some pictures. It's really exclusive and very, very intimate. And you can pick that as well. But a reminder how it works with No Big J here. I get two contestants on the line. Somebody's got to get at least one question right to win. The first two have the best chance. Uh, if the first person gets a question right, the second person gets a question wrong, that first person is deemed the winner. If the first person gets a question wrong and then the second person gets it right, that second person is the winner. If they both get a question right, we keep going until somebody gets it wrong. And if nobody gets a question right, we keep going until the first person gets it right. Is that enough of a confusing layout for you? God, I hope so. I want to make it as hard as possible. 208-287-1003. That is our phone number. If you think you got what it takes to play a little game called Pop Culture Smackdown. Hello, The X. Hello. What's up, man? What's your name? Hey, this is Ryan. All right, Ryan, you're up first. Hang on one second. Let me get you somebody to play against, okay? Don't go anywhere, for God's sake. Let's get you somebody to play against. Hello, The X. Hello. Hi, who's this? Emily. All right, Emily, you are taking on Ryan in our first battle of Pop Culture Smackdown. Today's questions all revolve around Leap Day and that kind of fun. So there's your hint. Ryan, I picked up your phone call first. Therefore, you get the first question. Are you ready? Yeah. What popular uh, kind of like television speaker has a birthday today on Leap Day? Is it Joel Olstein, Oprah Winfrey, or Tony Robbins? I don't know, Oprah. Oprah is a guess, but not a right one, Ryan. Thank you very much for playing. Emily, that means we go to you. If you get this right, you win. Uh, what popular TV speaker has a leap day birthday? Is it Joel Olstein or Tony Robbins? I'm going to go with Tony Robbins. 
Right. That is correct, Emily. You are oh 100% God. correct. Good job. Uh, that makes you the winner today. So now I have to give you an option. Would you like tickets to Jelly Roll before they go on sale August 28th, or do you want to go to Beartooth tomorrow and uh, check out the X session? What would you do? Uh, well, it depends on what kind of fan you are. I mean, listen, if you are a fan of Beartooth, having an opportunity to come to an X session is really, really cool to meet the band, and then you go to a sold-out show. Uh, but hey, Jelly Roll is a big deal. If you want tickets to that, we can hook you up. It's up to you. I think I'm going to go Jelly Roll. Jelly Roll it is. Emily, hang on one second. I will hook you up with those tickets and make sure you're all set for August the 28th at the Fort Idaho Center Arena. And those Beartooth tickets get kicked down the line to Bad Impressions. Uh, that's going to happen around 930 if you're interested in going to check out the show tomorrow. Congratulations, Emily. Thank you very much for playing. We have got your headlines. They're happening next on the X Rocks. It's time for headlines on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Headline number one, that would suck. A family of six, including a grandmother and four children, had to sleep outside of a Hawaii airport after their United Airlines flight was canceled. Timmy John, love his sandwiches, claims that all hotel rooms within 50 miles were booked solid. The airport itself was also closing for repairs, so like they couldn't stay inside. They had to be outside, and they had to sleep on the ground. When John asked an employee, uh, airline employee, what her fa- what his family could do, the worker allegedly replied, "Quote: Sometimes I see people sleeping over there," and then pointed to the benches outside. Uh, John says they spent the night smashing cockroaches and listening to construction, just like a great family trip is supposed to end. United said they would provide compensation to delayed customers, but still, that really, like, I mean, airports aren't supposed to close. That's that's part of it, I think. And even if you are, like, if you've ever been, like, super delayed or had to spend the night in an airport, you know it's already uncomfortable and awful, and everything you think it's going to be, it really is. It's just terrible. But then to have to, like, have to deal with it outside, I mean, at least it's Hawaii, so maybe it wasn't too cold, but, you know, sleeping among cockroaches and... Hanging out outside for an entire night, that uh, that sucks out loud. Headline number two sounds awful. A Willie's chocolate experience in Scotland ended with kids crying and a visit from the police, just like the real Willy Wonka movie. The experience, which, by the way, in case you're curious, has absolutely no connection legally to the actual Wonka franchise, which is why it's called Willie's chocolate experience was advertised as using, like, you know, kind of like a Tim Burton-esque kind of, like, setup generated by AI. A Facebook post by the House of Illuminati, uh, no relation, uh, claimed the experience would be a journey filled with wondrous creations and enchanting surprises at every turn. It would cost you 40 bucks to get in. But in reality, uh, apparently the experience was, quote, absolute shambles, according to parents. Photos show a large space with some posters and of candy scenes taped to a wall. Uh, There was a mushroom and a candy cane sculptor, one of each, uh, that appeared to be in the warehouse. Uh, Children can also be heard crying in the videos posted to social media, so it was a real, real mess. Uh, Police had to come because people were complaining so much, and uh, the actual place that put this up in Scotland has offered full refunds to guests, so it was a unmitigated disaster. So sometimes I've I've often said uh, with Airbnbs and like, you know, because I've had to move to places uh, kind of sight unseen if I was like changing from city to city back in the day. The Internet can make anything look like the Taj Mahal, man. Between filters and whatever else, you can make like a one bedroom studio apartment look gigantic if you photograph it the right way. And then when you get there, you go, what the hell did I sign up for here now? And it's kind of like that. So I don't know. I'm usually more of a word of mouth guy when it comes to brand new things. Somebody I know is going to have to go and say, yeah, well, no, it was pretty cool. And then I'd be like, all right, I'll drag my kids to that. See if they might like it. But being the first of many, even if it looks cool online, sometimes it's not the best. We'll wrap it up with Goat Strike, the best kind. Hundreds of goats that were hired by the city of Arlington, Texas to help them with some landscaping issues decided, you know what? We're not going to landscape at all. And they just decided to break off and run loose instead. So the city ended up bringing in 200 hungry goats to clear some unwanted plants and grass from the Crystal Canyon natural area, but the animals somehow managed to escape from the fenced-in area, ended up wandering through a bunch of neighborhoods. <laughs> Police received multiple 911 calls, I guess, because large herds of goats were running down the street. 
Officers had to assist animal wranglers who worked to lead the herd back to the park to finish their job. Uh, good news, they were able to wrangle all of them. Took them about seven hours to find all of them, but none of the goats were lost or injured, and they got them back on track. But it did not go as planned. Maybe they were just pissed that they were bringing out brought in as laborers, and they wanted to enjoy the, the scenic sights of Arlington, Texas. And both things came true. Morning after with Nick and Big J. Guess what? There's your headlines. You're up to date on pretty much everything. Well, those guys will be in here tomorrow, right around noon. You're going to want to tune in for the Coors Light Beartooth X session. I will be hosting it. Beartooth is playing a sold-out show tomorrow evening at the Knitting Factory Concert House, and we'll have a chance to talk about all that, and I bet you bottom dollar we'll get an acoustic version of that song tomorrow afternoon. So it'll be broadcast live on the air. You can also check out the video portion of the feed on our Facebook page if you'd like to and our YouTube channel. That's where you can go to check out Beartooth in action in their Intimate X session tomorrow if you're not lucky enough to win your way in. But spoiler alert, I'm going to give you a chance in like 10 minutes to win your way into the Beartooth X session. So be a part of the fun. But we do have to remind you that not all publicity is good publicity. Every once in a while, uh, you'll hear somebody say that. But uh, it's all fine and good until you're the actual place that gets taken to the mat when a story leaks out that maybe you don't want it to leak out and then you have to pivot. And that is the world of Wendy's, who has been taking a bunch of W's over the course of the last couple of years because their social media is pretty on point. I mean, they have some fun. They get into some good times and they roast it up and it can be fun when uh, corporations and businesses do that. But when things come out that make people unhappy, boy, can we turn. And we were pissed at Wendy's earlier this week because uh, they were thinking about, at least according to some stories, doing something called surge pricing, which is kind of like what Uber does. You know, if you like ever take an Uber to a concert, it'll cost you more to get there and back because they are due like demand pricing kind of a thing. Well, Wendy's was kicking around that story as well. Maybe charging you more for a Baconator when they're busy and less when they're not. And of course, that made people live it with a capital L. So right away, CEO Kirk Tanner had to basically shoot that down and go, you know what? Uh, the whole dynamic pricing or surge pricing, whatever you want to call it, which caused a bunch of uproar it is not going to happen. And the story or the details, according to Wendy's, they say it was misconstrued because the idea is they have digital boards, which allows them to kind of focus on shifting some prices when they need to. But that's what they were talking about, being able to change the prices on their boards when prices go up or down. Now, you can buy into that as far as you want. I feel like maybe they realized that this would be a disaster and they pivoted at the last minute because even their excuse doesn't make sense as to why uh, any changing of prices was being talked about in any way, shape or form. But if you want to give them the benefit of the doubt, at least you can say they are no longer going to do that surge pricing. Or if they are, they're certainly not going to let us know about it in advance. I can tell you that right now. Uh, they have learned their lesson. So your bacon agator should be the same price, at least for now, if you go there at 5 o'clock in the afternoon or you go there at like 12 o'clock at night. So enjoy it if that's your thing. Morning After with Nick and Big J. The aforementioned prize is up for grabs with bad impressions. That's next on the X Rocks. So far, I'm not impressed. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Let's do some bad impressions. 208-287-1003. Up for grabs. Tickets to tomorrow's Beartooth sold-out show at the Knitting Factory Concert House. We will also get you and a guest access to our Coors Light Beartooth X session tomorrow at noon. Port of subs. Bring them by some food. You'll be living like a king and or queen, and you will enjoy the intimate sounds of Beartooth. Meet the band. Hang with them a little bit before their sold-out show at the Knitting Factory, and then you'll go to that show later on that night. If you want to play, get on the phone. 208-287-1003. I will tell you this right now. I'm thinking it's going to be very easy for you to claim these tickets. We try to make it easy. I think today is going to be pretty easy. So I don't think you're going to need all three clues, but you never know. Uh, it works like this. I've got three clues that's supposed to point you in the direction of somebody very famous. If you can figure out who that famous person is in three clues or less, congratulations. That prize becomes yours. Let's get ourselves a contestant and see how it goes. Hello, the X. Hi there. Good morning, man. What's your name? Uh, Brian. All right, Brian, you're up first. Here's clue number one. Anybody up for Expendables 5? Okay. Clue number two. Uh, me and my family have a reality show called The Family Stallone. Uh, 
Yes, that is 100% correct. Thank you very much. Good job, Brian. You're going to go check out Beartooth tomorrow night at the Knitting Factory. Those tickets are sold out, but not for you. And you're invited to join us uh, tomorrow at noon for a Beartooth X session. Uh, The final clue, by the way, was Yo Adrian. Hopefully that would have been the giveaway at that particular point. But Sylvester Stallone finds himself in the news because... Tulsa King is coming back, baby. Oh, and they're also going to throw it on CBS. So Tulsa King, they're looking to kind of drive people to Paramount Plus to check out the season two premiere of Tulsa King. Uh, They've already renewed it. It's already in the can. It's coming back. But they are going to air Tulsa King, the original, on uh, CBS this summer. They're going to air season one on the Over the Air channel so that if people that aren't Paramount Plus subscribers, they can check it out, maybe get them hyped up, and then con them into spending $15 a month on Paramount Plus to check out season two of Tulsa King. Am I, I don't think Big Jay's watched it and he's a real big fan. I know I haven't watched it. I, I try. I watched the trailer and I was like, eh. but I mean, listen, uh, it might be very good. I haven't had anybody tell me that Tulsa King's amazing. So hit me up on the text line if you think it's great and I should watch it, but I'll hold you to it. I'll tell you what. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your bad impressions. We'll wrap up the show here next on the X Rock. Prescriptions required. That is Tool, that is The Pot, and that is wrapping up the old morning after with Nick and Big J for this leap day. Thanks for hanging out with us. It's always appreciated. Big J, of course, not here. I say us in the royal term. Uh, He will return on Monday. I'll be all by my lonesome again tomorrow, but we got a lot done today, man. We had an opportunity to, of course, educate you on the world of potato chips. We also had a nerd alert so that you knew what was going on with some gadgetry out there in the uh, ether. And then we also had a chance to give away some pretty big prizes, including some uh, win it before you can buy a jelly roll ticket, some bear tooth tickets. Uh, Those trends both will continue tomorrow here on the show. We even had a chance to let you know that if you're looking for a six pack, swallowing a bunch of magnets and a bunch of coins, a really, really bad way to do it. But there was a lot of leap day talk today as well. Uh, In fact, if you are in a relationship, you might want to keep your head on a swivel because there's a lot going on here on leap day that maybe you weren't aware of. But also got a nice little text message on the X text line from Sean who wanted to wish his daughter who has a birthday today on leap day a very happy birthday so very happy birthday Sakari uh she is 12 uh actually three today because that's how leap days and leap years work so we appreciate you and your father listening and uh see we do check that text line on the regular it's open all the time so I know exactly how many of you misspelled by Mart when I told you how to do it we're keeping an eye on you just so you know uh, next set of X-Rock brought to you by Beacon Plumbing for tank and tankless water heaters, clogged drains, leaky faucets, toilets, and won't flush. Stop freaking and call Beacon. Beacon Plumbing, Heating, and Mechanical is your trusted plumbing source online at beaconplumbing.com. That is it for me. Mr. Jason Drew is coming in here next. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a fantastic one. It's the X-Rocks. Dollar Loan Center is here to change.